Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Listen, we got a great show today talking about investing with confidence. Man, you want to live life with confidence. You want to invest with confidence. We're going to cover it today on the Invest Well Show. Okay, so let's jump in. Investing with confidence. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes we can gain confidence from different areas and different ways in life. Some of you listen to podcasts like this podcast. Some of you watch the news. You watch financial shows. You watch or maybe you read other blogs or you subscribe to certain information. And that's where you derive your confidence. The challenge is, and this is one of the things that I've experienced over the years in the investment space, right, is the fact that you can gain all of this information and you have different media outlets sharing different vibes and different ideas. And, you know, you flip on one network and their thought is this and another network and their thought is this. And, you know, you feel like you're, you, you kind of feel like you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to learn more, <laughs> but who can I trust or what is the difference or who should I really believe in when I'm making my own personal decisions? And I think it's so important when you look at gaining your knowledge and investing with confidence that you really think through where that information is coming from. Now, I want to give you some ideas uh, that I think are going to be practical to talk about where markets are right now, what you should be thinking about, and some practical tips a little bit later in the show to kind of help you as you invest. You're going to, not going to miss that. But before we get there, I want you to really think about the idea of media and where you're getting your information, okay? Whether it be newsprint or whether it be uh, blogs or whether it be online or whether it be just little videos, you know, everybody today is, it seems like they're an expert, right? Self-proclaimed expert. You got people on Instagram and TikTok and other places kind of sharing videos talking about all of these things and maybe they haven't really had the experience. So one of the things that I, I love is... And I thought of this a long time ago. You know, we used to commentate. I did for six years national media. And there was a um, a client because we have several private wealth firms or, or pri private firms, I should say, on the side, great teams over there, whatever. But I had a client that came in. This was back 2012. And they asked us some questions about their investments. And I had read this article or I watched this interview. And this is what they said I should do. I said, okay, well, that's certainly interesting information, and I think some of it may be valid, but here's really a more important question, and that is, <clears throat> who is that person? What is their background? What's their history? Were they just a journalist for years? Are they just a, a TV commentator for years? Or do they have some real practical experience in the financial industry? What have they had to be accountable for? Well, and they're like, what do you mean? Accountable for what? Well, I said, let me let me give it to you this way. So I started my first company in 2002, and we've sat across the table with families for years and years and years and years, having to be accountable, right? And the other firms, Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth, having to be accountable for the results that we've helped families with, whether it be protecting their wealth, growing their wealth, reducing money and ta reducing taxes, et cetera. There's an accountability that we've had to have there over the years, and we've had to craft and build and design with the clients plans. But a lot of times people that are sharing information, whether it's on social media or whether it's on regular media or whether it's on a blog or a newspaper or some type of a <clears throat> outlet, they're literally in a place where they are just that. They're just commentating. They're just sharing information that they've read somewhere else. And they've never really had to be accountable for the information that they're sharing. 
Now, I think this is so important because as you read and as you digest and as you ingest information in relation to investments, you want to invest with confidence. That is your desire. That's what you want to do. The challenge is sometimes people don't go the extra step and actually say, okay, well, wait a minute. I'm receiving this information. I hear this information. But how do, I, how do I know that I should apply this information? Here's a couple of things you need to think about. Again, number one, has this person had any real world experience, the one that's now sharing this information with you? And when I say real world experience, I mean they've actually sat across the table from a client or from a family and had to be accountable for the results that they've suggested for a portfolio they've helped design. That's number one. That's powerful, by the way. And by the way, most of the people in the media today do not have they don't even pass the muster test on that one. Number two, what is their motive? What is the motive behind what they're doing? Right? Now, I mean, nothing is for free. We know that we know that in life. We can be as touchy-feely as we want and talk about nonprofits or giving money and doing all this and make everybody feel good. But at the end of the day, there's a desire for everyone out there. What is the motive? Number three, has this person that you're receiving advice from let's say it's a commentator or let's say it's a, a newspaper or anything in general. Has this person, even this show, right? I mean, we're in a situation where, yes, we've passed the, the muster test on some of the things I just mentioned, but I don't know you personally in, right now. Maybe in the future we will, but right now we don't. So number three, do you know the person that you're receiving the advice from personally? And more importantly, have they sat down with you and asked you questions in relation to your personal situation. You know, we live in a society and in a world today where so many people want to solve their issues or make decisions in, in, a, in a quick manner. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but you'd rather spend a lot of time figuring out where you're going to go on vacation, where you're going to go out to dinner, what car you're going to buy, all this kind of fun stuff. But when it comes to actually building your wealth, building your life, making decisions around investing with confidence, you don't want to put a lot of time in. So the question is, has that person that is, is giving you the information, has they, have they sat down with you? Do you know them? Why is that important? The reason it's important is because everybody's situation is a little bit different. I bet and venture to say that if you looked at out, out your, whether it's you live in a house or a condo or wherever you live, I bet if you looked at your neighbors and you sat down with each one of your neighbors and you said, hey, let's go ahead and get our financial information on one sheet of paper and pull that paper out, right? And jot down how much money we have, how much debt we owe, what our life goals are, all of these things. I bet you'd find out that they would be slightly different. Now, sometimes they might be some similarities, but there may be differences there. And so why that's important for you specifically, when you're receiving information to help you invest with confidence, you want to make sure that the information that you're actually now applying, there's nothing wrong with receiving information. But where the rubber meets the road, as they say, is now when the time comes for you to actually apply what you've learned, you want to make sure that the information that you're applying actually applies to your specific situation. Think about it like this. Let's say I was watching... Uh, some media and uh, they were saying, hey, you know, you're in a situation where if you have diabetes, um, here's a really great health regimen and food that I recommend that you eat. It's going to help you with your diabetes. It's going to help you with your insulin, insulin levels. It's going to help you in all of these different capacities. And we're recommending that you do this. So I watched this 
um, show or infomercial or read this blog or whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. I think I'm actually going to start to adopt that. Now, it may not necessarily hurt me, but it may not be the best for me because I don't have diabetes. That's not something I struggle with. That's not a problem that I that I currently have. So at the end of the day, I'm in a situation where I'm saying, okay, I could apply that to my life. I could apply those food habits or these regiments or this advice, but it may not necessarily be the best for me. Does that make sense? And so when you look at your investments and when you look at investing with confidence, there are too many people that are applying information to their life that's actually meant and designed for others. <laughs> You ever think about that? They're chasing other people's goals. They're chasing other people's investment goals. Very important. If you got a 10 or a 15 or 20 or 30 or $50 million plus portfolio, well, your desires and your goals and the investment opportunities for you are different than if you're just starting out. If you're just learning about stocks or you're reading the Reddit board saying, I want to try and get super rich from GameStop, right? That's very, very, very different. So you have to ask yourself, who are you following and does this information apply to me? All right, let's talk about real quick uh, where we are with markets, because I think this will help you down the road of investing with confidence. We know right now that we're still literally in a place where markets, for the most part, are all-time highs, right? There is a tremendous amount of uncertainty out there. You know, we've just had recently, the other week, talks about Afghanistan and everything that's happening there with the Taliban and all of that. And believe it or not, even though the U.S. is not the Taliban and there were different areas in different countries, it creates, because of all of the media hype, turmoil in the world today. So we are in a place where some of this noise out there does affect markets to some capacity, not completely, but to some capacity. The other thing we know is we are at market all-time highs um, is we've been in a place where we've gone through a season where businesses have been shut down. We got this resurgence of COVID, and that's for another conversation. But at the end of the day, we're in a place where we have to think really clearly about how far does this market go? How far does it continue? Right? What does it look like? Is it just keep going up forever? I think we all agree it won't. Here's some things you may not be aware of. What you may not be aware of is a, is a market crash. That's when the market comes down and a bunch of people lose a lot of money on their 401ks or IRAs or Roth IRAs or investment accounts. When the market crashes, the average length of a market crash is about eight months. I want you to think about that for a minute. The average length of a market crash is about eight months. Now, if we go back and we look at a period of time like the year 2000 to the year 2010, which is what's been coined the lost decade. The reason it's the lost decade is because where the S&P was, the S&P 500, right, where it was in 2000 and where it was in 2010, it was higher than it was in 2010, in 2000, which means that over that 10-year period of time, the market was actually negative. Now, some of you were still working and you were investing money each and every year into your 401k or some type of retirement account. So you did not see the negatives of that period of time because you were adding money in. So you were participating in dollar cost averaging, which is a good thing over time. But if you were retired during that period and you had your money invested in the market and you did not add any new monies in, you did <laughs> see that that period was considered the lost decade because it was down overall, 
Now, if you're a younger investor, you may be like, Mike, I wasn't even born in 2000. And that's okay too. That's why we got to do a little research in history. But here's what I want to share with you. What I want to share with you is that the market during that period in 2000 and 2001 was down. Then in 2002, the end of 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, and 07, the market was up. So those five years or so, the market was strong and it was really strong. And then 2008 happened, right? Everybody's talking about the housing crisis and all this stuff, mortgage-backed securities and all of the things maybe you've researched or heard. Well, the reality is that 2008 drop, which lasted about eight or nine months, literally wiped out all of the gains of the five years that were before it that happened. So I want you to think about this. If we're not paying attention along the way, we can get excited because the market's at all-time highs right now. Here we are, August of 2021, as I'm shooting this, market all-time highs, and we're in a place where we're saying, man, we've made money, we've made money, we've made money, we've made money, but we have financial amnesia. One of the chapters in my book, by the way, a little selfish plug, retire once, retire well, I talked about financial amnesia, the idea of forgetting what has happened in the past. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because if we forget what happens in the past, we can have a greater tendency of repeating stupid mistakes <laughs> in the future. All I'm encouraging you, and we talk about the idea of investing with confidence, is to be thinking about the reality that the market is not going to go up forever. And we're in a situation where at market all-time highs and the average market negative period is eight months. And oh, by the way, typically most of the drop of a market crash happens in the first two months. So you might say, well, you know, I'll have a little bit of time to kind of figure it out and see that the market's crashing or whatever, and I'll, I'll make adjustments. Well, most of the drop when it happens, happens in the first two months. Think of it like this. If you've ever ridden a roller coaster, you know, you kind of go up and up and up and right? You're going up and you're doing your thing. I can't make the sound, sorry. Um, but you're going up that roller coaster and 95, no, I'm not an, I'm not an engineer when it comes to a roller coaster. So if you're an, if you're a roller coaster engineer by trade, you might say, well, that's incorrect. <laughs> but I'm going to give you my thoughts from riding roller coasters. And if you've ridden them out there, you know what I'm talking about. Most of the momentum comes from the first drop. Boom, 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 boom. I remember there was a roller coaster in, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania and there was um, a roller coaster in, in uh, Kennywood Park, right outside of Pittsburgh. And it was called the Steel Mountain. Uh, I think is what it called. Steel Mountain Coaster, Steel Something. Steel Something. It was Steel Phantom. It wasn't Steel Mountain. It was Steel Phantom. What am I, what am I thinking? So the Steel Phantom. There I got it. Now I got it, right? Teenage years coming back. Got to roll back the tape. But it was up, 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 up. And that was, I remember at the time, to me seemed really high. And then phew, dropped. And if you think about it that way, that's kind of how the market reacts, right? Think about how long it takes you to get to the top of that peak with the roller coaster and how fast <laughs> you get to the bottom. That's exactly how the market works in many, many ways. And I've talked in other shows about the idea of um, time value of money and the fact that losses are greater than gains when you invest. So I'm not going to get into that now, but it is important to be thinking about what you're doing right now. So what are a couple things that you can be doing right now to continue down the road of investing with confidence? The first thing that you need to do 
as I mentioned, is reevaluate the three things that I talked about in the beginning of the show, which is where you're getting your advice from. Have they had any real world experience and so on and so forth? Okay. What's the agenda? All that. The other thing you need to be thinking about is what does your gut tell you? What is your, what does your gut tell you? Do you feel like you're a little bit concerned right now or at market all time highs? I don't want to go take a bunch of crazy risk. Well, I can tell you that there's nothing wrong with being a little bit conservative until you're confident in the process. Nothing wrong with that, especially where we are right now. Um, and, and the other thing that I would say is um, don't get greedy. You know, being greedy, I, I would say, is the number one reason why people end up losing a lot of money. They're greedy. I got to get more. I got to get more. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm up. 10%. I'm up 20%. I'm up 30%. I'm up 40%. I'm up 50%. Well, geez, what if it goes up at 100%? What if it goes up to 200%? What if I make 10,000%? Well, what if you don't? What if it actually reverses course and you lose a bunch of money? Then what are you going to just wait till it comes back up to where you were? And then the question is, is how much money did you make <laughs> on your money while you were waiting for your money to get back to where it was? So if your value's here and it drops to here, and you got to come back to here. How much money did you make while you were waiting it to grow back? And the answer is nothing. Very important question. And this happened to many people in 2008 when they lost a bunch of money in their portfolios. They were getting ready to move into retirement. They were excited for retirement. And then all of a sudden they had to postpone retirement and literally extend their work time. Why? Because they weren't they really what happened is they they didn't get their plan formulated so it was in the right stage of life for them you you do realize there's two different stages of life and there's only two stages when it comes to your investing sp space and that is number one your growth and accumulation phase that's when you're in your early 20s all the way to whenever you want to retire your focus is just to grow and save grow and save grow and save you want to be smart along the way but that's the focus when you move into the place where i call it the 5 to 10 years from retirement it's the financial red zone. Now it's time. You got to change the way you invest. You got to change the way you think. Why? Because if there is a major market crash, it will probably increase the likelihood that you will need to extend your work life because you lost a bunch of money and you're hoping for that to come back. So you need to change the way you invest. It's just like in football. Think about it. Do they run the same defense? All the time. How about when a football team on defense and the offense is coming in, Tom Brady, right? The goat, he's out there, just keeps pressing through. When they get into the into the 20 and the 10-yard line, et cetera, does the defense change? Yes. When they get on the goal line, does it change? Yes. They become, and they go into the mode of what's called the prevent defense. They want to prevent them from getting a touchdown. Now, what's interesting is that often doesn't happen, <laughs> but that's what they do. They prevent them from getting a touchdown by changing their defense plan, structure, plays. Just like that, you need to change the way you invest. So important. So understand the stages of life that you're in. Make sure that you evaluate those three things that I mentioned in the beginning, which is obviously who is giving you the advice? Do you know that person? What is their motive? And do they have any real world experience? In other words, even more than just experience, but accountability. Just because somebody's been a commentator on TV for 20 years doesn't mean they have real world experience. It just means they've been a commentator for 20 years. They're not sitting down with families having to be accountable for what's actually happened in their portfolio. And if you are going to make decisions on your money and your investments, 
Don't you want somebody that's had to be accountable for their track record? I think that's pretty important. And then go with your gut and don't be greedy. All of those things are really, really, really important while we're understanding where markets are right now. So as we land the plane, if you still have questions and you're like, Mike, okay, I appreciate that. That helped me so I can evaluate where I'm getting my information from, but I, I really do have questions. Maybe you're in a place where you're going to fall or really land in one of two categories, okay? The, the first category is you're younger, you're just starting out, uh, you're new to investing, or maybe you're in your 30s or 40s and you're kind of in the middle of your investing state, but the bottom line is you have less than a million dollars, Right? You say, well, yeah, I don't have a million bucks. Okay, well, where you need to go is a lot of great content, a lot of great information. We have some courses and curriculum all designed to help you is over to michaeldwall.com. You'll see it on the screen, michaeldwall.com. Head over there, a lot of great content to help you along the way. Take action, very important. If you're in a place where you're over a million dollars or you have a very high income, you got questions about taxes, you have questions about your investment structure, well, that's when you can go and head over to our team, separate companies, but great people, great teams. They've been doing it for years and years and years, helping families throughout the country with their wealth. And there, the website there is by heading over just to leanonthewall.com. So if you got over a million dollars, you go to leanonthewall.com. A lot of great information, a lot of content, a lot of training videos there as well. I did some TED Talk style videos on different things about private equity and tax savings and all kinds of things there. Leanonthewall.com. If you're less than a million, head over to michaeldwall.com. So we wanted to create resources where you can not just create this content, listen to this information, but say, okay, what do I do now? Where do I go now? And that will help you along the way. Hey, do me a favor and take a minute because I know there's a lot of people in relation to investments where they're uncertain and they're getting a lot of content from their phone, right? Listening to podcasts just like you, watching YouTube just like you, watching maybe a video on Rumble just like you or Facebook just like you. And they're saying, man, I got questions. Where should I go? What should I do? Well, maybe they haven't heard of the Invest Well show. So take a minute and share this show with them. Just get on your phone, get your, get your app out, share the show with them. And that way they can be encouraged along the way. And hey, my goal and desire always is to be in a place where we can help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. If you have questions for the show, a question for me, something you want me to cover or share on this show, send us an email. All you got to do is send an email to connect. That's connect with two N's. <laughs> connect at michaeldwall.com. Again, connect at michaeldwall.com. Listen, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next show. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.